We're going to look at Luke and we're going to look at Matthew. I'm going to give you a lot of information. We're talking about the place. We'll specifically talk about Bethlehem in just a second. But there's a lot of places found in the Bible when it comes to this story. Some of them we sometimes forget to look at and we, we don't realize what's going on. But when you look at this a little bit deeper, you'll find these two books in the Bible. Matthew and Luke are the ones that tell you what's going on in this story. When you look at Matthew, you'll find um, the lineage of David all the way to the lineage of Christ. Then it goes in and it talks about an angel coming and, and sharing what, what's going on with, with them. And, and then Herod comes on the scene. Herod comes on the scene and also if you look at Matthew, you'll find the wise men are found there. Um, some of the people believe when you read the story, you'll understand right off the bat, the wise man did not come to the stable. They came to his house. He was older at that time. And then you have Luke and you have Elizabeth in chapter 1 where she's going to have a baby and that baby's name is going to be what? Anybody know? John. And so she talks to Mary and, and then you have the taxes. Don't we love those? Amen. April 15th. That's always a good day in, my, in, my, in, in businesses. All right. So then you got the angels come and they talk to who? The shepherds. So here's the, the two aspects of Matthew and Luke. You've got to read, if you're going to read it in order, you've got to start with Matthew, go to Luke, and then come back to Matthew. All right? Because that's, that's the lineage of, of how it goes. And so we're going to look at these. Now, I asked you this before. I said, what are the places that are found in the story of the birth of Christ? There's many places. And so we're going to look at these. The first one, of course, is what? Bethlehem. Good answer on that. What do you think the second one is? This is a city, by the way, the city of Bethlehem. There are two more cities that are mentioned in this, and one of them is Jerusalem. You'll find Jerusalem intertwined in there. Also in, in, in the story, there's another city called Nazareth. So they're going to go to, Na they're going to be, go to the city of Nazareth. In fact, you'll see that in the Christmas story also. And then we're going to break it down into states. There's a couple states that are found, and that's, or, or countries. Israel is one of them, and another one is Egypt. You realize Egypt's in there, which is very interesting when you study the Bible because Egypt is always a picture of the world. And it talks about that in the story. There's also some regions in the story. You have Galilee, which is a region. You also have another region, Judea. But now let's get specific about some places that are found in the story of the birth of Christ. So you have Bethlehem. You have Jerusalem. You have Nazareth. You have Egypt, Israel, Judea, and then you have um, Galilee. But the, if you get more specific, you have the coast. Where does that come in? That's a part of, of, of a place where when Herod gets upset, what does he do? He kills all the babies in Bethlehem, two years and younger, but he also goes down the coast and does the same thing. That's a place in this story. The next one is the field. What's the field? It's where the shepherds were. Okay, so the shepherds were in the field. It's a certain specific place. Then you have the east. That's where what? The, the, the wise men were coming, and they, they, were, they were going to the east. They saw the star in the east. Then you have this. You have the house. This is where the wise men visited. And, and my personal opinion, I, I said this last year, I think the wise men came and they gave them those three gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And I feel like especially the gold was used because right after the wise men leave, what happens? Jesus, Mary, and Joseph go on a trip. 
And my personal opinion is, is that I feel like they used some of that to get where they needed to go. So you have the house. Then you also have the inn. When he was about ready to be born, he, he, he came, when Christ was about ready to be born, Joseph and Mary went to the inn. It says there was no room in the inn for them. There's another one that's in here too, the stable. You've got to understand what the stable is. Normally in biblical times where this is laid out and how the land is, it could have been a barn. But most likely it was a cave. And so they were put in a cave. Now can you imagine having a child and you have to send them to the stable to have the birth? No one would do that. But Jesus did that. Because there was no room in the inn for them. So Mary has it, and even make it even more specialized with it, is the manger. So here you have all these places in the Bible. You have Jerusalem, Nazareth, Judea, the field, the house, the inn. You have Bethlehem, stable, the manger, the coast, Egypt, Israel, Galilee, the east. You say, well, why is that so important? Because it plays out in just a second. As you study this, you'll find some interesting things. So I wanted to kind of show you some things. I'm going to use this one as an example. We're going to go on this one in just a second. But as we go to the next scene, I'm going to blow this up in just a second, but you've got to realize how far they traveled to get this. As we tell the story, as you look at this, the, the, you, you've got all these things that Nazareth to Bethlehem. Now, Nazareth is, is way up in here, and they're going to go all the way down to Bethlehem. It's about an 80-mile walk. The only one I know that could do that is Gary Clips in this room, amen? And he'd probably go there and back in one day. I can't do that. You also got to understand there's a mountain range that goes through this too. It's not flat land. And of course, if you know anything about Israel, especially back then, what's Israel mostly? Desert. There's a lot of sand. You know, I don't like the beach. I wouldn't like to be out there. So here, here it is. Now, what a lot of people don't realize, and let's go to the next one. It, hopefully it'll blow up where you can see it. You'll see Jerusalem is right there. All right? See that little dot right there? That's Jerusalem. Right below it, sorry, I can't keep my hand steady, is Bethlehem. It's about five miles away. So you've got to understand what they did. Is, 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 if we work our way through this, there's a many things that they did. They went from Nazareth, Nazareth, oh, I went the wrong way. Here we go. They went from Nazareth up here, it's up on the top, they went all the way down to, to Bethlehem. That's the first trip. The other thing that they did is before she had the baby, what did it say? It said that she went to see who? Elizabeth. Do you realize where she went on that trip? Before she had the baby, she went again from all the way up here to a little town that's right beside Bethlehem. Then she went back up before she had the baby. You say, well, why is that so important? It just shows you the traveling that this lady did. It's a major thing. I can't imagine. I can't imagine me putting my wife, especially at the very end, when she's about ready to have a baby, put her on a donkey and say, hey, we're going to go at 80 mile dredge. We're going to go all the way through this. Plus, you also understand, see, these are, these, are, these are road systems that they've got written in here. And if you look at this, here's, here's um, Jerusalem. There's only really one road to get to Bethlehem. Now, remember, the guys, from, the, the wise men, they came from over here, and they probably, they say they probably came through here, and they ended up at Jerusalem. So why do you say that's so important? Well, they went from Jerusalem to Where? Remember, Herod says, where's the child going to be born? He says it's going to be born in Bethlehem. He actually goes and sees his scribes, and, and we'll see this in just a second, talks to his high priests and scribes. He says, where are they going to be born? They're going to be born in Bethlehem. 
Bethlehem to Jerusalem is only about five or six miles. Now I was thinking this through. Why did not Herod, because he, wa- he wanted to destroy this child, especially how the, the wise men came and said that this child was going to be born, he wanted to destroy him, right? Why didn't he go down there to begin with? I think he thought, okay, there's no way they can get out. Because look at the road system. Remember when the wise men talked. And here's why you got to understand the places. This is why it was very important. you got to understand the places to understand how they traveled. They traveled on roads. And so these wise men came down. And if you were here last year, you heard me talk about the wise men. I don't think there were just three wise men. There were three gifts, but I think there was a big entourage of people. And they came in, and it said that all Jerusalem was scared of them. If three men walked into this church and just sat down in the back, would everybody be scared? Probably not. But if their whole entourage came, and they had traveled from afar, and they came in, and all of a sudden they go to Jerusalem, and they talk to Herod, and they say, where is, this, where is it going to be born? They, they wanted to ask. So what does, what does Herod do? He goes and he talks to his high priest, he talks to his scribes, and says, where is this child going to be born? And they revert back to Scripture. And they say he's going to be born in Bethlehem. He goes out of the office, or wherever he's talking to them, he comes back out and he talks to these, the, these um, wise men. He says, listen, they're going to be born in, he's going to be born in Bethlehem. Go see them, see, if, see what's going on, and when you, when you find him, come back and tell me where he's at. Because I want to go worship him. Well, if you look at the road system of where they were, when they got done seeing the child, they fell down and worshipped him. They, when they get done seeing the child, what do they do? God tells them in a dream to what? Go another way. Now I'm looking at this road system, and Jerusalem was a hub where all these cities could come in and see, and Jerusalem was a very important city. Bethlehem was not. To get back up there, I don't know how they did it. But I know it took more effort to go home than it did to come. Because they couldn't go through Jerusalem. Maybe they went on an off-road. I don't know. But they did not want to be seen by Herod. So when you look at the map, you truly understand that when God says for them to go a different way, it was a task. Isn't it interesting when God tells you to do something, sometimes it requires work? And so here you have these cities all mingled up there. And like I said, Nazareth is way, it's going to be more on the top up here. It's going to be up in here. And so they had to walk and they had to do all these. I want you to just see some things that I want you to understand as we look through this. As we look at this, there's the miracle of Bethlehem. To this day, Bethlehem's not a big city. The miracle of Bethlehem. What do we know about Bethlehem? Well, there's a a few things, and I hope you see these as we go through these. As you look, you'll see it's the country of Israel. It's the region of Judah. It's the throne of David. It's the city of David, is what they call it. It's also enclosed in the coast, and some of those words we use, this is where you find the stable, the manger, the inn, and the house. Now, you've got to understand they're in two different locations. So they're going to go there, the the wise men are going to go to Bethlehem, and it's going to be a different place than where the shepherds go. But let me just ask you this, this very simple question. What did people know uh, in biblical times about the city of Bethlehem? Because we find them in the story. I want you to follow along with me, and I want you to turn to these. Go to Luke chapter 2, and we're going to start in verse number 8, and we're going to read about, about seven verses. What did the people know about, Bethlehem, about the, the city of Bethlehem in biblical times? 
Well, if, if you start in verse number 8, it says, And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in their fields, watching over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And, the, and this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the, the, the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, laying in a manger. And suddenly there was, a, was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. And it came to pass as angels were gone away from them, this is talking about the shepherds, unto the heavens, the, she, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. So here, what did the people know? Well, here's what happens. The shepherds are in the field, and all of a sudden one angel comes up. He says, listen, there's, there's a child that's born, and you need to go see him. And to make, make them understand how, mag, how magnificent this was, a whole multitude of angels showed up. And they're seeing it, and the whole sky is lit up and says, you need to go see this child that was born. And they immediately did go see that child. Did you notice the wording of the, of the, of the portion of Scripture? Let's look at this one more time. What did the angels call the city that the, the, the Christ was going to be born? Go to see what the angels said. Go to verse number, chapter 2 and watch what they said. They said in verse number um, 10, it says, And the angels said unto them, Fear not, and behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Now watch this, verse 11. For unto you is born this day in the what? city of David. But let us fast forward a little bit. What did the shepherds say when they left? Go to verse number 15. And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them unto the heavens, the shepherds said one to another, let us now go even unto what? Bethlehem. You want me, want, want me to tell you what happened? The shepherds knew the angels did not call it Bethlehem. They called it the city of David. But the shepherds knew that Bethlehem was the city of David. That's what the shepherds knew. Now, let's go to this. What about the chief priests and scribes? What did they think of this town? I want you to turn into um, Matthew chapter 2. We're going to go to the other, other book, Matthew chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2, and we're going to read a few verses in here, verses 1 through 5. It says, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. When he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. Now look at what they say. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophets. So what did the chief priests go? They went back to the scriptures and said, he is born in this city. I'm probably not sharing anything that you don't know. But if you just think this through, the, wise, the, 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 the shepherds knew exactly what the city of David was. They also, the chief priests knew what city it was supposed to be in. They, they, they told Herod, they said, listen, it's going to be in Bethlehem. Now let me ask you this, what did the people think of this city? As, you, as we look at the third part, the people. Because the scribes and the, fair, the, the chief priest and the scribes are going to exonerate all this thing and kind of tell them what they thought of this city. Because the next verse tells you what people thought of the city of Bethlehem. 
I don't know about you, but I was raised in a small town. The little town I was raised in was Farmersburg. If I told you what is Farmersburg, no one would know what Farmersburg is. They would not know it was between Sullivan and Terre Haute, or Terre Haute and Evansville. It's, it's a little small town. We have one traffic light. We have one Dairy Queen, and we had one little store that you could go to. It was 18 miles south of, of, of Terre Haute. No one knows about it, but you know what? Bethlehem is a small city, but everybody knew about it. Look what it says about the people. If you continue reading in the verses we just had, it says in verse number 6, it says, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the, the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor and, and shall rule my people of Israel. What's interesting is it says it is the least among the princes. It's basically not a good area. You would think that David would be from some gigantic metropolis, but he really wasn't. From a little town by the name of Bethlehem. And that little town, by prophecy in the Old Testament, was the town that Jesus was going to be born in. And that's interesting to look at. So you have the shepherds look about what they thought of Bethlehem. You have the chief priests and the scribes, what they said from the scriptures. And then you have what the people think of it. It is the smallest town, worth basically nothing, and isn't it interesting that God came from a town just like that? Can I, can I even point this out? It doesn't matter where you're from. God has a purpose for you. And, it, and when you look at the shepherds, you go, oh, wow, what is going on with them? How can they, how can they do this? As, as I look at when the shepherds came and they, and they talked to Mary, why did they come? They came to encourage Mary. Remember what the, what the angel said, you'll find the babe, what, wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And they show up in this stable, in this manger, and here's a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes. We looked at this a little bit last year when we went through the eyes of Mary. I wonder what Mary must have thought. I wonder what people were saying about Mary. She knew that she had not been with Joseph. She knew that there's no way she could have a child. It wasn't Joseph's child, it was God's. And then all of a sudden she has this baby and she's in a manger. She probably didn't feel like she was a great mom. But then lo and behold, there's a knock at the door and these shepherds come in and they're not giving, in or giving him any gifts. All they're doing is coming and telling what the angels have said to her. Said, said to him. And it says that at the very end of the story that Mary pondered all these things in her heart. See, she was in probably one of the lowest states. She's, she's just had a child, and, and she's in a manger. The, the baby's in a manger. They're in a stable. They can't even go in the inn and have a regular room. But yet these, these shepherds, they didn't go to the inn. They went to the stable because that's where the child was. And it says they worshiped that child. I don't know what it was, if he had a glow about him or what, but they knew exactly who he was, how he was going to be wrapped, and where he was going to be. And so when they share that with Mary, if you think about it, Mary's going to sit back and go, okay, yeah, okay, you saw him in a stable. We're exactly where we need to be. God knows exactly. He sent a message. He sent a message through the shepherds, which are common folk, through an angel. You ever think about this? Maybe he could have cut out that section and just went directly from, instead of the shepherds coming, why don't the angels come? And just share with Mary. Because God always uses people. Whether you've got a simple job, whether you've got one of the hardest jobs in here, God still uses people. And God encouraged Mary through the shepherds. 
So now you got the chief priests and the scribes and what they thought of him. They thought of him just by biblical example. And this is what throws, blows me away when it comes to the Israeli people. God said where the child was going to be born. He was born there. But yet they still don't accept him. He did everything that was in the Old Testament. He fulfilled it in the New Testament. He was sinless. And yet people don't still, they still didn't accept him. The Jewish people still don't accept him. They want this Jesus to come in on a, on a, on a white horse and take over. He's not going to do that. That was not his nature. That was not the design. Jesus fulfilled everything that was in the Old Testament. And what did the people think of Bethlehem? They really didn't want to be there. It was not a good city to be in. But God still used it. So let me ask this is one last question. It says, why this miracle in Bethlehem? Why this miracle in Bethlehem? There's a couple reasons. The first one is obvious. Because God said it. He's the one that said it. Go to Matthew chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 5, it says, And when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east of Jerusalem, saying, Where is he, born, king of the Jews? For we have seen the star in the east, and we are come to worship him. You go down to verse number 5, it says, In Bethlehem, God had ordained this in the, in the beginning of time where he was going to have his child. So we have, because God said it. You know why I do things? Because God said it. I don't understand everything that God says to do, but I'm supposed to do it. If I'm supposed to witness to people, I'm supposed to tell others about Christ. Why, why, where do I get that from? I didn't come up with that. Jesus, why do we have missionaries? Because God said it. Why do we have communion? Because God said it. Why are we supposed to be humble? Because God said it. Why are we supposed to be forgiving? Because God said it. I mean, everything that the Bible says, it's just right there because God said it. I hated it when I was growing up when my mom would say, because I said so. Until I became a parent, and then I said, because I said so. Then it was also, all of a sudden, everything turned around on me. But you know what? I didn't have to explain to my daughters everything that I knew. You know why I said it sometimes? To protect them. There was times when they would say, hey, can we go over and do so-and-so? And I knew what so-and-so was doing. And so I was like, No. And I wasn't going to say, well, this is why you can't go. I would just look at him and say, because I said so. And I remember the first time that came out of my mouth, I thought, oh, my word, I've turned into my mother. But I understood it a little bit better. Because God said so. Let me show you how God's plan worked. Why, the miracle, why this miracle in Bethlehem? Because God said it. He established it in the Old Testament, and he fulfilled it in the New Testament. Now watch the second one. You'll see, well, where does this come from? Men, men sent them. You say, what? Okay. Let's go look at this, this verse. Go to um, Luke chapter 2. God uses wonderful things to make us where we need to be, right? God uses experiences in our life <clears throat> to make us stronger. Sometimes we don't learn it the first time, and some, sometimes we have to take second or third or fourth. If you have that stubborn gene in you like I do, sometimes you've got to take a little bit longer to learn stuff. But here... Here it says in verse number, chapter 2, verse 1, man set this up. But it was through God's ordained thought process through this. See, sometimes God uses man. But watch it, sometimes Satan uses men too. You ever been discouraged and someone comes along and says something wonderful to you? It makes you just feel even better? You ever been there? 
You're having a bad day and, and Satan just goes, man, if I could just encourage him a little bit more. Look at what the verse says. It says, and it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus. Caesar Augustus is the one that sent him. Because the ruling on taxes is what? You had to go <coughs> to your city to pay your taxes. You say, well, well, how do you get that? Read Matthew chapter 1, and you'll realize that God, through Christ, was in the lineage of David. And so he knew exactly how far, where he had to go. It says in verse number two, verse number one, it says to be taxed. And the taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. Cyrenius, here we go. He's going to say, okay, come and pay your taxes. Don't you love tax time? I wonder if Joseph is going, man, I get to go to Bethlehem and give him money. They're going to like that. No, God said it. This is a miracle of Bethlehem because God said it in the Old Testament, but God used men to send them. And then I like this one. Why this miracle in Bethlehem? It was all in God's timing. <laughs> all in God's timing. Don't you love God's timing? You ever been trying to do something, try to do something, try to do something, and you're trying to do it in your timing? And God is just saying, wait. Don't you love it when God tells you to wait? And he tells you, wait, 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 wait. Well, where, where do I get this God's timing? Okay, look at it. God said that they were going to be born in Bethlehem. The only way that they were going to go to Bethlehem, they weren't going to go there because had, they had, they had um, timeshare. They weren't going to go there. No one would go there. But all of a sudden, and where, where is the lineage of David? Who does it come through? Does it come through Joseph or Mary? Very important. Where does it come from? Joseph. They go to the man city and pay their taxes. It's interesting. God uses men all the time. And God wants to use you. You just got to be that willing person. Even through tax time. And so they get on there, and, and, and could have Joseph left Mary with somebody and went and paid the taxes and came back? He could have. But he brought Mary with him. And traveled down that road... We have two new babies. They have a baby and they have a baby. And can you imagine going, okay, we're going to go on an 80-mile trip on a donkey right before you're pregnant, right before you're due. It's all in God's timing. It's a miracle to think of the timing that God, God used. Because in that, nine months before that tax came along, God had a son through Mary. And that timing was perfect because when, when they went to pay their taxes, simultaneously while they went to pay their taxes, Mary had that child in Bethlehem that was foretold in the Old Testament. I want to tell you something. We serve a miraculous God. And the miracle in Bethlehem is God said it was going to happen, and it did. And then men sent them out of paying a tax, which none of us like, and they went, and then it was God's timing because nine months before that, guess what? The angel came down, and here is Mary having this baby. You say, well, oh, that's still kind of hard to believe that all these things happen. 
God always has a plan and he knows exactly what he's doing. God never looks at a situation and goes, oops, how did that happen? When I was studying this, it was interesting. I want you to turn two verses and we'll be done. Let's talk about the timing of the whole thing. I want you to turn, these, these are kind of difficult books to find. I want you to turn to Hosea chapter 11. Hosea chapter 11, we're going to look. And while you're finding that, somewhere real close to that is another verse, not, by the, uh, another chap, book called Micah. We don't turn to those very often. Minor prophets, and as we look at them, I want you to see two things. Hosea, I'm going to give you a little bit of time to get there. Hosea chapter 11. And verse number one. See, one of the things I didn't show you on the map was there was a time when God told Joseph in a dream, he said, listen, get out of here because he's hunting you to kill you. Go to where? Egypt. Look at Hosea chapter 11, verse one. A prophet says this, it says, when Israel was a child, then I loved him and called my son, what? Out of, what's the next word? Egypt. Okay, now go to this next one. We're going to talk about timing. Go to Micah chapter 5. A little bit longer verse. Micah chapter 5. And verse number 2. It says, But thou, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall, be, shall he come forth unto me, that is be, to be ruler in Israel, whose going forth have been told from an old, from everlasting. So it's basically saying, from a long time, this was told that this person, this, this, this child, this Messiah, was going to be born in Bethlehem. You say, why, why is that so important? Do you realize that the book of Micah and Nahum were written about the same time? Do you know when they were written? They were written 710 B.C. You tell me, I wrote this out. I'm going to call on somebody and I want someone to tell me. In 2728, Daniel, you, tell me where a child's going to be born, 2728. Tell me his name, who his lineage is. I mean, can you think about that? 2728. Okay, there's another one. What about the lineage of David? Lineage of David was, David's story was told in 1 Samuel. Do you know how long ago that was? 1000 B.C. Go to Daniel again. Daniel, tell me who's going to be born, where they're going to be born, the lineage they're going to be born in the year 3018. Now, do you understand the magnitude of how great God is? The timing of the whole thing. The place of where it was. Hundreds of miracles, Bernard, happened when he was born. Not just one. There were hundreds. For it to line up. How many of you ever had the opportunity to set dominoes up and then knock them all down? You know what I'm talking about as a child? I never played dominoes, but I play them now. But before I would just line them up and try to knock them down and see... You know, if you take one domino out of there, or a couple dominoes out of there, they're not all going to fall. In fact, have you ever seen it where they, that used to be the big thing, where they would line them all up and do all these things, and, and I'd see them setting them up, and if they messed up and knocked one over, you'd see them running in advance and knocking out a whole wall of them so it wouldn't get to the rest of them. 
But this is exactly what God did. He had all these dominoes in place, if you will. The birthplace, the timing, the child, the angels, Jesus himself, Joseph and Mary, the shepherds, the wise men, Herod. What Herod did was prophesied. And you go back 710 years before that, and Micah and Nahum both say, he's going to be out of Egypt, he's going to be born in Bethlehem. He's going to be the lineage of David, and that's going to be prophesied a 1,000 years before that. We sure do serve a great God, don't we? And when you just weigh this all out of all these places that he came from, and how he was, they were in Nazareth, they went to see Elizabeth, they came back, went to Bethlehem, went to Bethlehem, the wise men come and they go to Jerusalem, then they go down to Bethlehem, then they leave a different way. The shepherds are on the area and they come. And by the way, the shepherds were not in Bethlehem. They were close to Bethlehem. They could have been in the county because it says they were going to into Bethlehem. Let's go to Bethlehem. You wouldn't say, I'm going to Kingsport and I'm in Kingsport already. I'm going to go to Johnson City. I'm going to move to that area. I don't know how far they went. They could have went five miles. They could have went two miles. But they had to travel. Can I say this to you? What, what about the miracle in your life? God's telling you what to do. Because God said it, we've got to do it. The second thing is, men will come across your path and ladies will come across your path that can affect your life. And you know what? You could be that person sent to somebody. And thirdly, it's all about God's timing. It's all about God's timing. And I, and I want to say this, um, Linus, and Caitlin, God knows exactly where you're at. He does. He knows exactly where you're at and what you can handle. You're a better person than I am. Because I, I think God just gives you what you can handle. And I want to tell you something. God will give you what you can handle. We need to understand that. It's the miracle of Bethlehem.